This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Chris Foster. Walker Hayes hit it big with his song Fancy Like, also known now as the Applebee's song. Came out last year. Walker spent a lot of years trying and failing to make it in Nashville. We talked about that career, singing on sidewalks and in restaurants. His wife and six kids losing a seventh. Songwriting, getting sober and finding Jesus. Going from working at a Costco to getting a second tour bus to take his family on the road. It was great to sit down with him for a while and have a real conversation that went on way too long to get it all into the regular weekday podcast. What you'll hear now is the whole thing. If you listen regularly, thank you. Thanks for subscribing. If you do, please consider that if you don't. And now, here's Walker Hayes on the Fox News Rundown Extra. <laughs> Walker Hayes, good to meet you, man. Um, let's, talk about, let's start with the book. Let's go. Um, you wrote it with your friend, Craig Allen Cooper. Yeah. Your lives just sort of intersected at the same time. You were a struggling singer. He's a struggling preacher. Right. Yeah, you know, it's, um, it's really funny, it, like, just looking back. We're, we're still learning about our relationship. You know, as we wrote in that book, there's a lot of his side of the story I didn't really know, yeah. you know. and um, But, you know, Craig and I just hit it off, and it was very – it wasn't easy for me. You know, I didn't want to hit it off with a Christian. You know, I didn't want to go to church. And yeah. that's – you know, Craig was starting a church. And so, um, yeah, I mean, we just – it, we we are like the book says unlikely, you know, friends. It, it it um he was not the type of guy I was I was running around wanting to make buddies with, yeah. you know. Um, so yeah. Uh, the ti- that's the subtitle two unlikely friends breaking bread. The title glad you're here is something he said to you. Yeah. Um, maybe the I don't know, first or second time you met him yeah. when, when you went to, when you were the church that he attended that used to preach. At. Yeah. Yeah. Those were his first words to me, and I was hammered. Uh, they met on a Saturday night. My wife dragged me to this church. Uh, it was the last place I wanted to be on earth. I thought we were kind of done with the church hunting phase mm-hmm. of our life, and I was excited about that. So when Laura Craig's wife invited us, I, I mean, I immediately couldn't stand them um, before I even knew them. But, yeah, when we showed up at Redeeming Grace, mm-hmm. Craig just beelined for me and just said, man, I'm glad you're here. And... You know, he meant it. I I didn't. There weren't like magic words that night. But as our relationship grew, you know, I realized that he just saw me as a friend. He didn't see me as a project. Yeah. Um, which I've been seen as a lot in my life. I'm I'm a I'm a unique individual. I mean, I'm I'm not. I don't, I don't follow kind of the normal ways. You know, most people. I mean, you kind of have to be like that just to chase a songwriting dream sure. to begin with, you know? And so always my family's always kind of questioned like was Walker <laughs> kind of crazy, you know? Did and you adopt um, him and not remember? Yeah. Yeah. Like where, honestly, my mom would say that a lot growing up. Where'd you come from? And, uh, and so, you know, and I definitely didn't fit in a church. Oh my goodness. I grew up in this Baptist church and, I was either getting beat because I didn't sit still or I was getting told to go to church because I was being, because <laughs> I wouldn't, <laughs> yeah, because I needed some more churching, you know. And so that yeah, was kind of my, you know, MO. But yeah, um, you know, Craig said, glad you're here. And he just, he just loved on us so much that it was like weird, you know. I mean, you know, I guess Nashville. They, Nashville chewed me up, spit me out. You know, I mean, I was working at Costco, making eye contact with executives 
that I had worked with at labels shopping for strawberries, you know, and I I would stock their vegetables and we would have that awkward moment where you would recognize each other and be like, yeah, I'm working at Costco. And so, yeah, I wasn't used to the feeling of feeling welcome. And I'm not sure I loved it at first. I mean, it, you know, a lot of people, that was one thing I hope this book describes is Welcome is not, not always a great feeling if yeah. you're not used to it. You know, if, if you're not a trusting person, which I'm not, I don't trust anyone. When you find yourself trusting someone, you, you kind of slap yourself on the wrist. You know what I mean? You're Absolutely. like, you're like, man, I need to self-destruct right now because I'm beginning to trust this person. And that is a dangerous place to go. And I've been there, done that before, and it wound up hurting me. And so there was a lot of that going back and forth. You know, I know I... I would I would enjoy time with Craig and Laura, but then on the way home I would say things like, Well, Lane, they're your friends. That was fun, you know, I had a good time, but they're not, you know, y'all do your thing. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not in that category, you know. And um so yeah, it was a weird feeling at first, but I began to embrace it and um, you know, accept their unconditional love. Yeah, and uh, the, the, he gave you a van yeah. at one point, and um, th- th- and that you kind of found hard to accept. You had five kids at the time yeah. with one ratty car, right? And they weren't rolling in it I right mean, at the time. Yeah, they didn't not need exactly. this van, but you needed it more. And yeah, it, it, you, and and he just basically said to you, "Look, just take it." He did, and I, again, that's another illustration of my pride, and you know, dislike of the welcome feeling, you know, I, at that night, you would have thought I've been excited. I was embarrassed. Um, you know, the gift, all I saw from the gift, I wasn't seeing a gift. I was seeing me needing, you were seeing your, you were seeing your failure. Exactly. And so to, to have sunk that low, um, I was like, so I'm that guy that somebody gives a car, you know, like I didn't, I'm, I'm not that desperate you know and so yeah i mean the van blew my mind and then i tried to thank craig over and over once i eventually accepted the gift but it never felt adequate you know how how do you thank somebody for seeing an obvious need being brave enough to give it to you and not only just give it to you but give it to you when you when you refuse it you know what i'm saying and so you know uh I, I find when I accepted the gift, I always wanted to thank Craig. And so eventually I just kind of went about it like I do most of my life, which is, you know, when I'm processing something, I write a song about it. And, and that was your second single. Yeah. Yeah, it was my second radio single. It didn't do very well <laughs> on the country charts. But, uh, it was something you felt like you had to do. It was. It was. I, I, I you know, again, I put it out as an unbeliever because just the message, regardless of the Jesus part, I just felt like it needed to go out. The way it impacted people blew my mind. Um, absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people said they, they have a Craig. Uh, just finishing up yeah. on, on this friendship. What, about a year ago, you moved in next door? Yeah. We're <laughs> best buds. Yeah. We're, we're neighbors. We're brothers in Christ now. I found the Lord. And um, yeah, we, you know, Craig started writing his book, and a lot of the book, uh, a lot of the parts he wrote about kind of touched on my story, and so I kind of crept in as a 
I was going to write the forward, and then that turned in where you write on some chapters. And then finally, Craig was gracious enough to say, hey, you want to, do you want to do this together? And um, I said, yeah, you know. And then in the meantime, as we're writing this book, um, while we both go through some trials, you know, I lost my dad while we were writing this book, um, Craig's, you know, family stuff. We all have hard times, but the trajectory of my career just takes off. While you're writing the book. Yeah, literally like chapter five of this 10-chapter book, Fancy Like takes off. And I'm like, what do we have here? Like, you know, before Fancy Like, we could have sold a few books, you know? Yeah. Now, it's wild. I have this magnificent stage that the Lord has orchestrated and this message to share again. And the song Craig even lives on the second album. Uh, and it's we got Mercy Me featured on it. And that came out of I Met Mercy Me. I met Bart, uh, the lead singer, and he had heard the original song, Craig. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, more people in the world need to hear this song. I said, well, why don't we do a version with you? You kicked around Nashville for a good long time. I mean, yeah. you, had, you had a record deal here, a record deal there. You had a, a deal um, writing songs like a bunch of other guys, yeah. and, guys and girls in, in Nashville have. Um, Nashville, to me, it is just so daunting um, yeah. to be a guy in your position because you'll, I'm sure you're the first to say there's how many guys as talented as you and oh, women, women ta- kicking yeah. around that town. You you walk down the street and there's on every street corner and every bar, you just think, wow, this person is freaking amazing. Right. It is. It's there. The talent. I mean, look, I've done I've done some stuff in other cities, you know, L.A. and New York. But I'm telling you, man, Nashville is just absolutely crawling with the most talented players, singers, writers there are in the world. And they're all right there. And um, and it's competitive. And, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, on a, I, I feel like I'm a pretty self-aware person talent-wise. I'm not the greatest singer. Um, I'm not the greatest entertainer. I will say... I, I do feel like I can write a song. Yeah, you certainly you know, can. And, but I know other writers, too, you yeah. know, who can absolutely whip them out. I think I have something unique to offer. But, um, yeah, Nashville is daunting. And, um, you know, I, I never really saw it, though. You know, I think that's – I don't know if it's ignorance or just, you know, having blinders, but – I've never really cared, you know, I've always loved other people's music, but Mm -hmm. I've never really, I never really woke up and and was like, oh, I'm scared, everybody's talented, I should go home. I just loved writing songs so much, even if Fancy Like hadn't taken off, I probably would still be working at Costco, writing songs. You have a a nice way of with just a couple words or a phrase really being evocative and painting a picture. Like I know exactly what you're talking about Yeah. Um, with just a few words. Um, when you're, when you're writing, uh, tell me about that, that endorphin rush where, yeah. where you're like, wow, that's, that, that's it. That's great. I yeah, like it. man. I just look for those lines and I, I call them like, to me, they're almost so true that they're uncomfortable. If mm-hmm. you know, like there's, I'll tell you two of my favorite like lyrics I've ever just, that have popped into my head. One is one from a song called Halloween, and it says, I don't know why I'm like this, but what would it change if I knew? Maybe my parents messed up, but they're just dressed up kids too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, bro, if you're sitting with your dad 
at that show, there's no way that's not <laughs> awkward. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're like, you're you're saying he messed up, but you're just giving him a break, and you're putting yourself in the same. You know, it's a very honest statement. And then another one, uh, my favorites is uh, in AA. It just it's very simple. It just says, "I gave up skull and cigarettes. Now I'm just hooked on Nicorette." That's my whole life. I'm mean, such an addictive personality. I literally turn everything into a drug. But I, somebody helped me the other one one day. They said, "They said you always say things everybody's thinking, but never say." And that's what I when I go to write. That's what I'm digging for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I want to mm-hmm. find. Speaking of AA, you, I mean, you write about the drinking in the book, and you did a, yeah. a, a fair amount of drinking. And you look back and you say, "Geez, I really did put beer, or whatever it was, yeah. in, in front of in front of my family." Yeah. Um, was it a little painful to get back to that? And was there is there any shame there, or are you past that stuff now? No, you know, I, I like I said, uh, a lot of people say, "Hey, what would you say to your younger self?" And yeah. uh, I, I mean, I was just trying, trying you my doing best. Your, you were doing your best. Yeah, and you know what else is all those, all those mistakes. I mean, they got me to today. And you know, I'll probably say that about a hundred things ten years from now, between now and then. And so, you know, I do. I, I love that my kids get a front row seat. At redemption, at, at at sobriety, you know they've seen addiction, they've seen sobriety. So, I think that's great. I'm not a big, not to get too deep with you here, but I've been dying to get to this point or talk to someone about this. But like, I'm not a big let's protect our innocence. We're not innocent. I'm not an innocent person. My kids aren't innocent. They're literally born not innocent. And so, you know, the last thing I want to do is make alcoholism taboo for my kids. It's around. It's around. Yeah. They they are capable of becoming alcoholics, and I want them to know it. Now, do, do I wish I could have shown them without driving drunk for many years? Or, you know, there's there's a lot of things that I'm ashamed of I did, but I feel like the the Lord has used it all. It's 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 not like that was out of his control or his hands. Um, and so, yeah, I... I you know, I'm very grateful for for what my kids have seen. I'm I'm grateful for how my wife and I, how our relationship has grown through the hardest stuff. You know, I always tell my kids the worst things in life, they're really the best things for you. Like you really grow, not a lot. You know, when you when when everything's trust me, like fancy like it didn't grow me. You know, yeah. what grew me was having one car, um, losing a kid grew me. Yeah. You know, I, I love I love the lens that I look at life through from the hardest things I've endured. I don't even know if I'm answering your question you anymore, are. but I no, you are. You kinda you, tiptoed you, you, you into got, a you got yeah. right you got right to it. I did want to tiptoe into it and you you jumped in. So thanks. Um talk about now that we're going deep and then we'll then we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll go back into the shallow okay. one in a minute, but talk about um, losing that kid. You've got six. Yeah. When somebody says, how many kids do you have? Is that a hard question sometimes? It, it, it totally is. And I, ha- you know, I, I, you know, I try to be, look, I don't want to be Debbie Downer or anything, but you know, who knows what somebody needs to talk about today, you know, and I'm big on getting into those healthy conversations. I'm not, I don't like the surface stuff. So I'll say six on earth, one in heaven. There you go. And I say that lightly because heaven's a great place. And, you know, Oakley didn't miss a lot. You know, I'll try, <laughs> I can't wait to be where she is. And, um, 
but yeah, you know, I say that, and um, I, I truly say that not in not not to be like, hey, look at us, we lost a kid, woe is us. But a lot or, of people lost a kid. Totally. I was about to say, I say it in hopes that the per maybe that person goes. Dang, me too. You know, we did too. Or I had a miscarriage or, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'll, I think those things, need, again, back to the protecting innocence thing, I think we need to talk about it, you know. You're on social media. Um, you're on younger social media than a lot of people. Your right. Age, you're, what, 42? Yes. And you're on the TikToks, as the yeah. kids say. And um, it's fun to watch. They're, it's like little home movies, and you get <laughs> to share your fame yeah. with the kids. You don't look like you're doing it to, with a gun to your head. You know what I mean? Like a lot of right. artists might be forced to, right. hey, hey man, you got to have a social media right. presence. You seem like you're having a good time. I am having a good time. And, uh, you know, that's one thing I love about TikTok. It's very uncurated yeah. and like calculated. And I am more effective uh, that way. Like I, I love, I wing everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I, if I, the more I prepare, the worse I do. That's how I was in high school. And um, so TikTok's perfect for that. You know, you throw it up. I will say, I will admit though, when when my team said, hey, you should try this, this social platform, I was like, man, I just figured out Instagram. Like <laughs> how, what, it, you know, but they said it's real easy. You know, they said just film real quick, throw it up there. You don't got to do it a million times. And we love it, man. I, I try to run my socials. I, I really, I'm not perfect. Um, you know, sometimes I want to get on socials and brag or, you know, it's just a natural human mm -hmm. thing is like, it's sometimes Instagram turns into just adult show and tell. Sure. And, and I, I hate when I do that and I, and I know when I do and, but I really try to think, you know, I, 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 I'm big on loneliness, man. I, I don't, you know, that's one thing I hate is if I look at one of my kids and they seem lonely, mm -hmm. I don't like that. I've felt that before, and I'm I'm not a fan. And so when I do my socials, I really want somebody to go, man, my my house is is messy too. Yeah. Or you know, like I have a broken windshield wiper as well. Or I ate Taco Bell today too. You know, I I just want people to go. That's not perfect. Neither is my life. Maybe it's okay. You know, uh, your oldest, Leela. You write, yeah. You write about in the book. You uh, 16 now. Um, you say she's really kind of been a rock for you. Totally, totally. I mean, Leela, Leela has been the most forgiving daughter. I mean, you can ask my wife. I mean, she was our first kid, and we, we were pretty young, and we didn't know how to do it, you know? And she has seen alcoholic dad. Uh, mm -hmm. She's seen angry, grieving dad. She's seen non-Christian dad. She's seen... Christian dad screw it up. She, you know, she's seen, she's seen Christian dad, uh, shut up everybody. We're going to read about Jesus. You know, like, <laughs> you know I mean? She's seen the most, she's seen every version of me. And yet she, she somehow finds the mercy and mm -hmm. grace to forgive me and hang yeah. with me, you know? And she seems like a good hang. She is such a good hang. And, um, yeah, if, if we were the same age, I tell her all the time, like yeah. we would be such good buddies. And, um, but she is a, I love Leela. She's not perfect, but she's a beautiful soul. And, um, you know, she, that moment we had, you know, with the fancy light thing, a lot of people, if people are, don't, I'm, most people yeah. listening to this probably know, but you guys had a, uh, you did a dance to fancy light right. and, and it, and it really took off. And basically my career changed. Yeah. I mean, we had, look, the song, the song is 
powerful and all, but what sent the song into oblivion was this dance. And there might have been people people found that song who watch TikTok and right. like and like maybe daddy daughter stuff. Right. Who never would have listened to never that. Never country. Yeah. And and so so yeah. And you know, and and Leela and I will have that forever. But what a just man, I mean, it has been so fun to watch Leela see just what a just drop of joy, how the ripples have just been like typhoon, just circular monsoons sending the world dancing from yeah. just a moment of pure not trying. You know, just, again, going back to my socials, I mean, I don't say, hey, let's learn this perfect. I don't say let's do a billion takes. We just do it and put it out there. And it is amazing to watch a 16-year-old go, man, I, Dad, I watched you doing that on the CMT Awards, and it was crazy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, everybody around the world is doing that dance, you know? It's amazing. Um, I was talking to your wife, Lainey, before I was talking to you, yeah. um, uh, and I guess you, you stretched a little bit to get the second bus. Oh, yeah. To, uh, maybe it's not as, as much of a stretch now as when you first yeah. took it up. But um, so now I was going to ask you, you've got 30-something dates this summer, and then you kick right into your own tour. Right. Uh, I guess you don't really get a break until Thanksgiving or something. Right. And I, I was going to ask before I talked to your wife um, about the family stuff, and you're just with them. Oh, yeah. You know, I so when Fancy Like took off about two months in, I didn't see anybody. I mean, I didn't come home except for like, six days in like two months or something like that. And cause you might get one bite, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't not totally do it. Totally. And, and yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way this biz is, is like you get the opportunity, you better say yes. But fancy like it was so huge that I was like in my brain, I was thinking, I'm pretty sure everybody that invests in me is getting paid back. Like this song is bonkers. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, this is a song you're going to hear in 10 years it's not going to go away. And so knowing that everyone who had invested in me was getting their return, I was like, I'm out. I, you know, we did it. You yeah. know what I mean? It was kind of yeah. like uh, I've conquered Nashville. Mm -hmm. sure. I mean, that's, this is the biggest song ever. And so I, I told my team, I was like, I'm just going to walk, you know, fame or family, that's an easy choice for me, y'all. You know, I was mm -hmm. like, I don't I'll go coach high school basketball. I don't I don't care right. about fame at all. And again, I I felt like fancy like we beat it. We 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 did the impossible. Mm -hmm. And so my team was gracious enough to say, "Well, let's you know, let's work on that. Yeah, we let's, can have both." Yeah, you know, let's work on the family and and we tried it. It was experimental over the Fancy Like Tour, but thank God my kids love road life. <laughs> and we take uh, the six kids, we take two dogs and Lainey, and we just have a blast. We see the world. Uh, Walker Hayes, the album is Country Stuff, the album. Yeah. Uh, book, glad you're here, Two Unlikely Friends, Breaking Bread with uh, Craig Allen right. Cooper. Also, um, you can see see your uh, see. Walker's face on Applebee menus these days, right? Come on, yeah. <laughs> We've stolen a few. <laughs> I bet you have. Yeah, for souvenirs. Walker's good talk to you. Thank you. You too, thanks. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. 
Fox News Radio on demand on the Fox News app. Download the app and just click listen. When you swipe left, you can listen to your favorite Fox News talk shows live. Swipe right for the latest Fox News Radio newscasts on demand. Fox News Radio on the Fox News app. Download it today.